Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one-stop destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries and our must-read daily newsletter. Welcome to Highways Voices for 2024, a new year and a new series of conversations with some of the leading experts in the highways and transport technology industries. Thanks for joining us for the podcast from the home of your daily dose of news, highways-news.com. We're the only place you need to go for everything you need to know. This week, we start with an on-the-road special as we go all around the world. Well, we go to Austria, to Swaco Traffic World. They get introduced into everything you need to know about road marking systems and about intelligent transport systems. And here we have the exhibits, we have hardware, we have software. In the meantime, we even add virtual reality and augmented reality to this room. Welcome to Highways Voices. Highways Voices, in association with partner organizations, the Transport Technology Forum, ITS UK, LCRIG, and adept. So as I say, this week is a special interview on Highways Voices as we hear from friend of the programme and regular contributor Richard Neumann of Swaco. But instead of chatting to him in an exhibition hall or some such somewhere in the world as we usually do, this week we find him in his home habitat of the Swaco headquarters in Vuttens near Innsbruck in Austria. I went to visit the offices surrounded by snow-covered mountains to take a tour of Swaco Traffic World, the company exhibition of all things transport and I learned about road markings, roadside technology and software and Richard started by explaining why a small town in Tyrol should host such a facility. You know Swaco is quite well known in the traffic industry but we always lacked a room where we can really explain to our visitors what Swaco is actually doing and capable of because if you talk to the people on the street they orient themselves at our products every day without knowing that it's Swaco behind. And here, the people come to the Swaco traffic world, they have to have an appointment, and then they get introduced into everything you need to know about road marking systems and about intelligent transport systems. And here we have the exhibits, we have hardware, we have software. In the meantime, we even add virtual reality and augmented reality to this room to even explain in a more illustrative way how Swaco is managing traffic. So you said about the fact that Swaco has its road marking division. So we're walking through into a separate room where you are specifically showing off the road marking side of the business. Yeah, exactly. This is a room where our visitors are particularly interested in because here you get into touch with things you normally don't see because they so, are so small. I didn't know before I started at Swaco that there are glass beads, tiny little microspheres in a road marking to make it visible at night. Swaco um, has a threefold competence because we are the producer of these tiny little glass beads. We are a producer of the binder materials in which these glass beads end up to form a road marking system. And we are also a professional road marking service provider. So we are doing the contracting as well in certain countries like the UK, for instance. In 1969, when Manfred Swarovski started to found what we call Swaco today, started with producing reflective glass beads. And these beads come from waste glass. It's broken flat glass colored, which we turn into granulate 
the granulate is taken into a 1200 degree flame and it melts and starts taking the shape of a sphere automatically. And this happens five million times per second. We're mm -hmm. looking here mm -hmm. at a large sheet of glass, it broken up, then I presume here post-heating and, and then this is still before you put it into the furnace. This is uh, granulate which is not yet round. And it, is, it looks very much like granulated sugar to be honest. Yes, it looks like that and, and it, of course the size of the granulate in the end determines the size of the glass bead. A granulate that is let's say one millimeter in diameter more or less because you don't have a diameter with granulate, mm -hmm. you will end up with a glass bead that is almost also one millimeter in diameter. This is the finished product and these are the pre-stages for the production of glass beads. And so what effect does that have on the lines on the road? There were times when there were no glass beads in the road markings and this means the road marking would be visible under daylight conditions but not at night. So no beads, no visibility at night. We are looking at a microscope now. The microscope is uh, watching at, uh, at a road marking system where you see the binder material, the white paint for instance, and in the paint you have an integration of different sizes of glass beads. And there is also a certain distribution about uh, these glass beads which is important because the headlight beam of the car needs to shine onto the road marking and there must be space enough that the headlight beam passes through the bead and retro reflects the white pigmentation of the road marking to the eye of the driver. And this is why we have the impression that the road marking is lighting up at night, which makes it much more visible and this is a big factor and a very economical factor in creating road safety. And it mm -hmm. looks quite random, so clearly mm. there's an amount per yeah. square centimetre or whatever yeah. of beads, but <clears throat> is it the lack of uniformity that actually helps Im improve the reflectivity? When we sell glass beads, we always sell a certain gradation of glass beads. A standard gradation is 0.1 millimetre to 0.6 millimetres in diameter, so a 100 to 600 micron gradation which is standard. Our largest beads are up to 1.5 millimeters, so 1,500 microns. I show you here an example where there are much too many beads on the striping and here the headlight of the car is uncontrollably deflected in all directions but it will not hit the actual surface of the road marking the white pigmentation. So that's why it's so important that you have a distribution of beads in this way, there is a rule of thumb saying uh, 400 to 600 grams per square meter and this can be adjusted at the marking machine and this is drop on beads. So that's the beads that are dropped on to the still fresh marking. Yeah. Right, so that's mm -hmm. because it's mm -hmm. not mixed beforehand. So. There are materials where, which have glass beads integrated uh, in their formulation. Thermoplastic, for instance, is such a material where 30% even more sometimes, of the formulation consists of glass beads. And these beads come to surface over time with the wear and tear of the road markings through the car tires. So. 
clever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. well, mm -hmm. 55 years of clever, I take it, to, yeah. to, to get to where we are now. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you've got coloured beads here, which I presume would be used in things like disabled parking bays or cycle paths, things like that? That's it. This is granulate, it's not beads. We are tinting the granulate into different colours. Yellow is for road construction zones, red is for colour intensity of cycle paths. Green is used, for instance, at toll stations. There is green road markings on the, on the ground. And blue is for the short-term or mid-term parking zones in cities. And for a long time back in the UK, we didn't benefit from this technology when it came to road marking. Swarco had other products in the UK, a very successful UK mm. business, but wasn't doing road markings. Mm. That's changed now with the acquisition of high-techs. Mm -hmm. High-techs road markings now, I take it, are benefiting from the technology and innovation you've got from the glass beads. So Hitex has been a customer even before in the United Kingdom, before we bought them. But the pricing situation was not very favorable for us in the UK, that we were, we were actually not competitive. And now Hitex uh, is part of the Swaco group and they are benefiting from the know-how we have in our production facilities for, for road marking materials and also from the know-how we are developing in our center of competence in Neufurt, which is near Amstetten in Lower Austria. Amstetten was the founding place of Swaco in 1969. And there we do a lot of research in improving road marking systems to the best quality with high performance glass beads with longer term durability of, of the stripings themselves and with the advent of the automated driving of self-driving cars, we are very much looking into the capability or the, the quality of road markings that they can be read by the modern technologies of cars like cameras and like LiDAR. This is still one-third of our total turnover. So this, this is one-third of the Swarco business, road marking systems, and two-thirds are done with ITS in the meantime. And an interesting figure, we once calculated, we could do a striping that goes 25 times around the Earth with our material pr we produce in one year. One million kilometers of material. So two-thirds of the business now comes from intelligent transport systems as opposed to road marking. What was the inspiration for Manfred Swarovski to move from being a road marking company to being a wider traffic company. Manfred uh, tried to be international as international as possible. The origins of, of our road marking activities go back to Austria but immediately afterwards also to the United States because he started to really build road marking materials in the United States. We bought shares in other companies in Germany for instance and grew more and more into the road marking business. But you can't live from that alone if you have the intention to uh, expand your group of companies, your enterprise into other spheres. It was actually until the year uh, 1986 that Swaco was only, in quotation marks, known by road marking systems, by the beads, paint and coat plastic and other materials and of course by the road marking contracting services. And then in 86 there was the opportunity to buy a traffic light producer because there was an industrial holding here in Austria that was selling off 
businesses. And Manfred Swarovski had the idea, I don't want to do only the horizontal signaling business. I want to do also something in the vertical sphere. So there was the opportunity to buy a traffic light producer. And that's what we did in 86. And by and by, we grew to the largest traffic light producer in the world because also other companies, big players in the industry, said we source the production of our traffic lights out to Swaco. And then we built a big factory in the eastern part of Austria and produced traffic lights also for competitors with private labeling. This was the big push for Swaco into the traffic light business. And nowadays we have something like 15,000 different models of traffic lights. This is a business Manfred was convinced of, I have to be in. And that's why we entered into the traffic light production. That's why we are now the world's largest variable message sign producer. We have a lot of software as well. So mm-hmm. clearly the visionary of mm-hmm. realizing, because he's trebled the size of the business. In effect, mm-hmm. if one third is coming mm-hmm. from road markings and mm-hmm. two thirds from, from other you know, mm-hmm. technology sides of things. And mm-hmm. we've come out now in, you can probably hear the slight difference in acoustics of the fact that we've now come into the ITS part of Swaco Traffic World. Let's start with the traffic signals because I'm just interested in looking at the signals that you've got here that are really bright LEDs, but it appears here, Richard, that the actual size of the LEDs within the casing of the signal units, they're tiny. They are very tiny. And you have to know that Swaco is doing almost everything, uh, producing everything, shaping everything in as far as the traffic light is concerned, except for the electronics and except for the LEDs, because there are specialist companies on the earth which uh, produce LEDs. We are not an LED producer, but we use this uh, extremely advantageous light source for our technology in traffic lights. And it's interesting because Mm. I see Mm. LED traffic signals in the UK which are made up of probably maybe, I don't know, 50 of them in rows that all light up. Whereas here, inside this casing, Mm. you've got just two tiny little LEDs that are, you know, too bright almost to look into. Yes, because uh, we always had the philosophy People are used to the semiotics of of traffic lights. There is red, there is amber, and there is green. With a bulb technology, you always saw a very uniformly shaped green, amber, and red. With the advent of five millimeter LEDs, you had a lot of different dots to make up a green, red, or amber. And this is what we don't want. We wanted the road user not to get used to to a new view of traffic signals. And that's why we developed an optical system where you can make with two LEDs nowadays and just one or two watts of energy a traffic light that is looking as if it were a conventional one from 20 years ago, but with a lot of advantages, of course, in terms of energy, safety, longevity, and so on. I love coming to Germany and the, the old eastern parts of Germany with, mm. now I'm going to get this completely wrong, the Ampelmann? The Ampelmann, Ostdeutsches yeah. Ampelmännchen. That's go. it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. with, uh, which we would in the UK describe as the guy on the lights with the hat. Mm-hmm. Okay, and here he is. And so, this is how it works is that we've got kind of plastic casing with his shape cut out, and that actually slips in 
between the the green of the light and then the actual um, there is a, uh, a, a, LED a in the back. There's a special lens in between, yeah. So there's your traffic signals, and, and I take it they're being used in many, many places across the UK. Yes, of course, in, in the UK, we, it is used in, in, in the big cities, in London, in Bristol, in Birmingham, wherever you, you come, you will see Swarco traffic lights. We are working on a global scale and our traffic lights can be found in Australia in the same way as in Latin America, as in the United States and as in Europe and in Asia. Yeah, and so, mm -hmm. you mentioned mm -hmm. variable message signs and the mm -hmm. fact that that is a, an extremely um, important part of the business. Mm -hmm. Looking at this multicolored VMS that's mm -hmm. hanging above us here, mm -hmm. what's special about this? Well, a variable message sign, we have here a version which is a full matrix sign uh, that can be programmed as you want because we have a matrix of LEDs and you can create any symbol or text uh, what you need in many, many different colors. Uh, the good thing about Swarkov variable message signs is that they are extremely energy saving at a voltage that is far below the nominal voltage and like this we are drastically delaying the process of LED aging. So LEDs age with time. They lose their light intensity uh, the longer they are in use. But with our way of operating these signs, we can extend the lifetime of a variable message signs to 20 years and more. And that's uh, for our customers a big advantage because they get a very beneficial total cost of ownership for that. And them. Mm. to the left of the large VMS is the smaller one. This mm. is extremely familiar to me because mm. not very far from where I live mm. is the Orwell Bridge in Ipswich, where the introduction of these variable message signs that are used for mm. speed alongside cameras from Unoptic uh, to enforce the speed mm. has meant that the, the Orwell Bridge, which often used to have to close because mm. of high winds, now mm. stays open mm. far more often because you can very easily display this uh, the speed limit and everybody slows down to 40 miles an hour and that's safe enough to keep the bridge open. Mm. So there's a practical example that I see several times a week when I drive over it of this piece of kit. But mm. it, looking at the demonstration here, mm. it's got a vast number of different symbols on it mm. all showing up uh, very, very clearly and brightly. Yes, of course. We, you have to see the difference between the two VMS you see here. Uh, the big one usually goes into larger projects. If the highway operator is tendering variable message signs for a large section of highways, we bid for it and sometimes we, we win. And then you have maybe 1,000 of these to deliver over a period of three or four years. This one here, purpose of this one is a standalone application. Imagine you want to make a speed warning at a hospital or in front of a school. Like this you can use a very small variable message sign which is made up of cubes and our customers can buy cubes and they make a local electrician install the whole thing in the place where it needs to go. And that's creating added value on a local level you just need to adjust the housing in the end because this is modular. You can make up of these cubes a sign of any size. 
Yeah, so that's, this that's one. The, yeah, it's yeah. got sixteen mm -hmm. of them, so it's four by four. So mm -hmm. yeah, that uh, that makes mm -hmm. sense. Obviously, mm -hmm. I've never seen one mm -hmm. as close up as that before. Yep. Um, what are we standing on? Because there's a, a zebra crossing on the floor. Mm -hmm. um, is this back to the road markings? Yes, um, we thought when we invented the Swaco traffic world that we need to use a road situation because Swaco is on the road. Our yeah. products are on the road, and what you see here is a special kind of zebra crossing marking. It's made of tape but of structured tape. Structured means you see there is a certain, it's not a flat, flat road marking. Yeah? It, it has a structure where water can flow off and water that is flowing off makes the glass beads stay above the water film and then you can see the road marking at night when it's raining. Okay, we've also got, you've moved into public transport. Public transport is a segment in which Swaco has been for, for many, many Yes, our specialists uh, in this case are located in Turin, in, in Italy. What we are doing, we are not producing trams or, uh, or buses, but we are managing the fleets of trams and buses of public transport. So we have software solutions where you as an operator of public transport can rely on to manage, let's say, 940 buses in the network of Barcelona, because Barcelona is one of our customers that is using Swaco software to manage its fleet. We are also doing the onboard information systems for the passengers that they can see where is my next stop, that they maybe get information about the next events in a city or so. So that's um, also part, and also the ticketing part is our know-how. So that's really interesting, because I would have seen that as here is a sign with, mm -hmm. you know, next bus coming at mm -hmm. whatever time and so mm -hmm. forth. It wouldn't have occurred to me that you were doing the software in the background as well yes. about the, the actual yeah. bus management and ticketing yeah. and so forth. So again, this is something else that I'm learning while we're walking around here. Mm -hmm. Likewise, we've got another little area we're talking about parking and e-mobility. So tell me a bit, a bit more about that. Yeah, pa uh, Swaco is very well known for its parking guidance systems. So we are trying to get the people who are looking for a parking space to get to this parking space as quickly as possible. In Germany, for instance, we have an, an app developed called Parco, which you as a city can use. And then uh, all the, uh, the people using it can book a free parking space, can pay through this app, and they are also navigated to, to this space. Um, a full service uh, within an app, but we are also doing the signage. Imagine you come to a, a bigger city, you get the signage uh, with, with all the car parks listed and with a number of spaces which are still free. Of course, good for getting as quickly as possible to a free parking space, and this prevents people from having stress. This saves fuel in the end and emissions. And where does the e-mobility fit in? E-mobility is something that you combine because uh, nowadays more and more people drive e-cars and they need Swarco charging Swaco improves quality of life by and making the travel you experience safer, quicker, more convenient and environmentally and sound. From software as a service as traffic know, management in, solutions in to parking, VMS, EV charging and road marking too, find out how Swaco can deliver more efficient and safer traffic management. Swaco, the better way, every day.
in the United Kingdom. We are doing this in Germany also. But Swaco does not do this on a global scale. We have specific markets where we are able to be also in the immobility sector. Mm. Also, you're showing off highway and tunnel. Is there anything specific that you're doing beyond what we've talked about already? Well, uh, highway and tunnel for us means we are also having a large part of software. We have the My City software and we also have My Highway and My Tunnel in the meantime, which means we are doing the motorway guidance systems with all the automated incident detection, which is important for tunnels, for instance. We are doing the signage on the motorways, whether it's freely programmable signage or whether it's fixed VMS. There is a lot of detection devices in the meantime on the highways at the gantries, and it's black boxes like, like this one here, which we have here, that is the communication link between the road infrastructure and the vehicles. So more and more of the information you as a driver need to drive safely, to get away from traffic jams and so on, is transferred into the dashboard of your car. And we recently won uh, a larger project in Germany where CCAM, so Cooperative Connected Automated Mobility, is a big point for Autobahn GmbH, the, the German motorway operator and so the roads are digitalized more and more and Swaco is part of it. So actually it's interesting because mm. we're looking at the kind of future proofing mm. of as and when there may be a day when because you get in-car information mm. just delivered direct to the dashboard you don't mm. need the, the actual physical VMS anymore, but you're future-proofing the company by getting to the point of delivering the information that you would see on the VMS direct to the dashboard. Yeah, that, that, of course, but your car needs to be equipped in that way and you have to be connected to the internet for that. And you know these trailers which are standing on the, on the sides, on the hard shoulders of, of motorways, which warn you uh, of a roadwork zone coming up and so on. And we are now able to display via the VMS on this trailer, the, let's say the delay you will have by passing this construction zone. So please expect a 10 minutes delay because uh, it's only 60 kilometers per hour now for the next five kilometers. Yeah. So Makes sense. Mm -hmm. And yeah. likewise, I guess that similar aspects of, of the technology and the traffic management goes mm -hmm. into where we're looking at now, which is urban mobility. Yes, urban mobility, that's everything that has to do with the intersection. So Swaco's biggest portion in ITS is related to urban mobility, which means the traffic lights, uh, we talked about this, and of course the traffic controllers. And that's these units which you find at every intersection that is responsible for controlling the lights, for the signal phases and the safe function of the whole signaling system. And with Swaco My City, mm -hmm. you are able to actually integrate the intersections together to smooth the traffic flow and yes. reduce emissions. Our My City product is a big modular and scalable software package, something like the Microsoft Office for, for traffic, where you as a traffic manager have the possibility to get a reliable overview of what is happening with your infrastructure. You always get 
an overview, all the traffic controllers in an intersection working. Are the traffic lights all up and running? Are there any failures? And then you combine also strategic information or let's say you, you get from sensors, you get information about the air quality in a city. You get information about the density on the roads, on, on, on congestion maybe. Then you get strategies triggered by uh, our My City product, which makes traffic more fluid because we are pushing the adaptive approach to, to traffic control. We detect what is the actual traffic like in every moment and then we make the hardware in the field operate accordingly to keep traffic as smooth as possible. And of course, the future is putting mm. all this together mm. into solutions that allow us to travel not only safer around, which is where we started, but also mm. more environmentally friendly. Mm. So tell me about the initiative that's been running and that the results are going to be announced at Intertraffic. Yes. In May last year, we introduced our Go Green initi initiative at the ITS European Congress in Lisbon. This means that Swaco has the target to make appointments with 112 cities that have signed the European Green Deal. They want to become climate neutral by 2050 and they want to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions by 2030 to 55% of the level they had in 1990. And as I told you, Swaco has a lot to offer. You can do a lot with mobility and traffic to influence our climate in general. We know that traffic accounts for approximately 25% of the emissions. So it's a trigger if you address traffic and if you use environmentally friendly modes and technologies to improve the flow of traffic, which reduces emissions and uh, is good for our air quality. And in the end, our children will benefit from technologies Swaco can offer already today. Okay, well, we will look forward to finding out mm. the results of those mm. 112 conversations uh, mm. into traffic. Mm. Um, Richard, for now, it's fascinating to be shown around the myriad of solutions that the mm. company produces and mm. many of them I was unaware of. Mm. Um, thank you for taking the time to invite me here to Swaco Traffic World and to show me everything here. Thank you very much, Paul, for the opportunity. It's always nice to have you as a guest here at the Swaco headquarters. So Richard Neumann there, our guest on this week's Highways Voices, and we'll return to normal service next week with Adrian giving his news and his accolade. But before I go, let's quickly check in with what's going on with our partners. Highways Voices, with the latest news and events from our partner organisations, Elkrig, Adept, the Transport Technology Forum and ITS UK. And it's an event special on this week's Roundup. The date has been set for the Adept Live Labs 2 Expo 2024. The event will take place on Wednesday the 17th of April and will be held at the Birmingham Conference and Exhibition Centre. Live Labs 2 is a free conference for all those involved in accelerating the decarbonisation of local highways. It'll demonstrate the tools, products, services and technologies already in development and set priorities for the years ahead. The Expo will bring the Live Labs 2 projects together with their commercial and academic academic partners to actively encourage wider public and private collaboration and so embed local road decarbonisation in UK practice. Delegate registration is free. You can secure your place now at adeptlivelabs.org.uk. 
The local council Roads Innovation Group, Elkrig, has announced that bookings for the flagship 2024 events are now open exclusively to members ahead of going on general release. This exclusive member-only access offers members an opportunity to secure a place at their popular events. Last year's events sold out in record time, so members are encouraged to book their places early to avoid disappointment. Elkrig Innovation and Learning Festival is on the 1st to 3rd of July in Kenilworth near Coventry, while Strictly Highways is the 1st to the 3rd of October in Blackpool. Check the Elkrig website for more details and to book. I'll be reporting from there and I'll also be at the ITS UK conference on the 27th of February in Manchester, which is taking place alongside the Interchange event. It's bringing together the transport technology industry to discuss key issues of the day. The conference is part of Interchange, the national infrastructure event focused on achieving a seamless and sustainable transport system that works for people, the economy and the environment. You can sign up at the ITS UK website. And finally, another event I'll be heading to as bookings are open now for this year's Transport Technology Forum Conference, which will hear about technology solutions that are being used now by local authorities to solve their road transport challenges. The annual event from the 23rd to 25th of April brings together central government, local authorities and the supply chain. It will detail the latest about digital traffic regulation orders, the national parking platform, data sharing and the next phase of the £70 million of extra funding for traffic signals, including new schemes making use of machine learning and artificial intelligence to optimise traffic flow and balance traffic across city centres. There will also be a chance to hear from the TTF's working groups, case studies of real-world implementations from local authorities alongside their suppliers, and extensive networking opportunities alongside a bigger-than-ever exhibition. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. Highwaysnews.com. So there's a lot going on, might have to try and remind myself what my house looks like. Uh, Meanwhile, on top of those from our partners, it's also worth letting you know that the week before the conference, I'll be at Intertraffic Amsterdam reporting from the massive event there with daily podcasts for you, supported by our friends at Swarco and bringing you all the innovation from across the continent and speaking to some really important people from the industry. So join me for that event as well. That's it for Highways Voices this week. It just leaves me to thank Rich Richard Neumann for his wonderful hospitality during our visit to Austria and the money off voucher he gave me for the Swarovski Crystal World too. Adrian joins us again next week when we talk live labs, so we'll chat then. Highways Voices. Join us again next week for more insights from those that matter in the industry. 